Guys, before we get into today's episode, I have a really important announcement I want to make sure you do not miss. March is going to be a really exciting month in the Primal Potential universe, and I wanted you to be the first to know that I am hosting a completely free training on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You do need to register, and the easiest way for you to do that is to just find me on Instagram and message me with the word tips, T-I-P-S, tips, and I'll send you the link to register. Otherwise, I'm going to make a point to put it in the show descriptions, but message me tips. It'll go to you automatically. Get in touch with me in any way you can if you want that link to register, and for some reason you can or can't figure out how to message me with the word tips, but that's going to be the easiest way because here's the thing. There's a lot of things that we want to be able to do intuitively, automatically, without so much hard work and effort. But to get to the point where you're doing it intuitively and as a matter of habit, you've got to do it intentionally. And that comes with a lot of challenges, whether those challenges are our own excuses, our fears of failure, All of the past times we've tried and failed that make us doubt that we can do it, or maybe it's social situations that pull us away from our goals. I want to walk you through a process of creating your own personal protocol that takes into account all of the unique factors about you, your preferences, your lifestyle, your most common excuses, your fears and your doubts. And I want to take you through that process live in a format where I can answer your questions in real time. And we're going to be doing that on this free training that again is Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Find me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Message me the word tips, T-I-P-S, and I'll automatically send you that link so it can happen really fast. You don't have to wait on my reply. That's the best and easiest way. I'll also, moving forward, make a point to put the link in the show description, but I really want you to be there. It is live. You do have to register. It is Thursday, March 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Mark your calendar. Make sure to register. I also have some pretty exciting announcements Maybe the most exciting things that have happened in Primal Potential in the last almost 10 years or coming up on 10 years, I really want you to be there. Message me the word tips. I'll automatically kick you that registration link. If for some reason you can't do that, send a smoke signal, flag me down, find a way to get in touch with me. I want you to be there. Mark your calendar now, and I will plan to see you for that live training Thursday, March 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, If you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. 
Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm really, really pumped about today's episode. Today, I have on my friend, my longtime coach and trainer, Morgan Bungers. If you've been around the show for a while, uh, you've heard Morgan on here before. Morgan and I started working together with him as my CrossFit coach probably seven, eight years ago, probably about seven years ago. And I have worked with a lot of trainers. I've been working out with trainers since I was like seven or eight years old because of my weight and my mom just really wanting me to lose weight. And and I also enjoy now as an adult, I enjoy being physically fit. And so I've worked with men, I've worked with women, I've worked with people in the CrossFit space, I've worked with a lot of people outside of the CrossFit space. And I will say that I learned the most with Morgan. He has an exceptional ability to teach and to give cues that make sense. I got not only stronger, but I became a better mover in working with Morgan. And one of the amazing things about Morgan's versatility is that he has worked with competitive athletes that are hundreds of times more fit and more experienced than I am. But he approaches those people in the same exact way that he approaches somebody who's never worked out a day in their life. He is just so accessible and so open-minded, and he's really, really skilled at adjusting movements for any capability, whether that's injury or it's physical limitation outside of injury or it's fear or it's preference or it's just differing skills and abilities. Uh, He is just, he's the best of the best. And one of the most encouraging people has an incredible way of motivating, of being super positive. I mean, I know a lot of positive people, but the thing about Morgan is it's not, it's not put on, it's genuine. He just has such a big heart. And on top of that is insanely talented. What he does now, he left the format where I worked with him uh, in a traditional gym setting. And now he works with clients exclusively virtually because he understood that there was this big gap. Some people don't have the time to get to a gym. Some people don't have the money for a gym membership. Some people have a mental or emotional barrier and that they don't feel comfortable walking into a gym. And Now, for that reason, he wants to bridge that gap and make sure that really exceptional training and coaching is accessible even for people who, for one reason or another, aren't getting it in a traditional gym setting. So I wanted to talk to Morgan about strength building overall, about how to know the best ways to measure if you're getting stronger, about a lot of the fears around injury, a lot of people's questions around how do I know what to do and and where do I get started and what does that look like and is it possible for me as I get older? I wanted to talk about his experience with older individuals training because a lot of the people that he works with are over 50 
So I'm just really pumped about this conversation. Morgan also has a uh Coming up, he has an introduction to fitness cohort starting at the beginning of November, if you're listening to this in real time. It's a super small group. He's only going to be taking about 10 people through this, um, and it starts in just a couple of weeks. It runs for six weeks, and it's a combination of movement at your own home, in your own space, uh, coached and taught virtually, on demand, and also education, education around form, education around types of movement, education around scaling. So we'll talk a little bit about that at the end. But uh, I'll also link in the show description to how you can connect with Morgan and learn more about what he is doing. I cannot say enough positive things about Morgan. He's been an incredibly positive influence on my life. I've already been bugging him constantly about how we can do more for this Primal Potential community together because I know there is such an interest in fitness and strength, especially as we talk about its importance more and more. You know, It's become more and more important to me as I've become a mom, as I get older, all of these different things. So you'll hopefully hear more from Morgan soon. But for today, I hope you get a lot out of this episode. If you have questions from anything that Morgan and I talk about or anything we don't talk about that you wished we had gotten into, definitely let me know. DM me on Instagram. You can find me there at Elizabeth Benton. Reach out to me via email or in the Primal Potential Facebook group because I'd love to do a follow-up Q&A with him. So any questions that you have around strength, around fitness, exercise, anything like that uh, from this episode or not, let me know because I already told Morgan that we have to plan to do a follow-up. So with that, let's get in to the episode. Morgan, welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me back. Okay. I was thinking about this earlier. How many years do you think it has been, if you had to guess, since we started working together with you as my coach? Oh man, I remember your um, first element session so vividly. Do you really? So vividly because you moved so well. You like you understood everything we were talking about. And I remember when you told me like halfway through, you were like, yeah, I moved here, specifically here so I could come to this gym. Yeah. And I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm so grateful I get to deliver that experience to you. Uh, for you moving here to do that. So that I that remember is, when I think back, first of all, like I wasn't married, I didn't have kids. So I had the flexibility. And I remember before I moved, I moved to Natick Mass for those who are listening uh, for a gym called CFNE CrossFit New England. And I remember before I made that move, what I was thinking about was where can I put myself in a community of people who are going to make me better? And I only knew of CrossFit New England from social media because of the athletes that worked out there. And it seemed like it was this like really healthy, supportive community. And so I drove to Natick, never been there, drove to Natick and I looked at an apartment. And after I looked at the apartment, I drove to CrossFit New England and I sat in the parking lot and I was absolutely terrified. I was like shaking and and having to give myself a pep talk to go in and talk to the woman at the desk. And I didn't know if like anybody could join that gym. I didn't know if it was like this exclusive place that was, you know, full capacity and they weren't taking new members. Like I didn't know. And so I walked in and I was like, 
can anybody like join here? Can I get a membership? And the lady thought that it was really the weirdest question. Like, it's just a gym. Sure. <laughs> you know, give so us your fun. credit card. And I remember her being like, yeah, anybody can join. And I was like, but like, are you sure? Because I'm about <laughs> to sign a lease on an apartment specifically for being in this community. And I, <laughs> so, so strange. And, you know, most people listening are probably more in a season of life like I am now married and I have kids and I couldn't just pick a place in the country or in the world to go be in because of community. But yeah, I did my introduction kind of how do you move assessment with you? And it had to have been like probably eight, seven or eight years ago. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Like six or seven years ago was when we first met. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. And then you were, in addition to doing my intro, then you were my coach. Like I went to your class and you trained me in that format uh, until I moved out of Natick. Like it was such a good experience. And I think of you and my time working with you in that you were easily the best coach I've had in that I learned so much about how to move well. I got so much stronger yeah. and just the amount of encouragement and positivity and support, like the combination of those three things, the results, the improvement of my form and the positivity and support is just something that is forever impressed upon me. So oh my gosh, you're gonna make me cry. I, I appreciate that so much. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Well, I was telling you before we started recording that I've been having a lot of conversations here on the podcast and also off the podcast with my clients and people who email me or DM me about how my very strong opinion, and I want to know your thoughts on this, my very strong opinion is that so many of us have been disproportionately focused on how much we weigh or on losing weight when we should be focused focused more on how much weight we can move and how strong we are. And that if that becomes the lead domino, instead of like, I need to lose weight and I need to, you know, drop some pounds and I need to diet down and nutrition matters a lot. But I think changing the focus to at least emphasize significantly more getting strong and increasing the amount of weight you can move would be a game changer for a ton of people who have been in this unhealthy yo-yo weight loss, constant striving kind of cycle. And I would love to know from your standpoint, because you certainly have worked with people who have lost a lot of weight and you work with people who get really strong. What do you think about that? Like, what if there was this shift away from how much do I weigh, not because it doesn't matter, but by putting the emphasis on how much weight we can move, we might actually get a whole lot further. Yeah, right. Great discussion. And and to your point, if you look at the magazines at the checkout line in the grocery store, none of them say add 10 pounds to your deadlift, right? <laughs> right. They all say lose 20 pounds by Thanksgiving and, and right. they all care about what the scale says, not what your um your your lifting abilities are. Right. And, and 
uh, to, to hopefully not oversimplify it. One is a um, destination goal and mm-hmm. one is a process goal. Right. Um, your, your weight on the scale being the destination and the, the weight lifting being the process. Right. And what we've seen time and time and time again is that uh, people are most successful when they commit to a process and yeah. not when they um, fixate on uh, an outcome that is, for the most part, a lot of it is out of their control. Right. Right. So um, weightlifting or, or get, getting stronger, which doesn't mean weightlifting only. There's tons of ways you can get stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, focusing on what your body can do. Mm-hmm. is not only super fun and and confidence inducing and uh brings a lot of freedom to your life but that is the process by which if you if you obsess over that you will 100% end up in a healthier fitter uh place with a different number on the scale for sure oh absolutely and it's interesting i I was with my sister and my mom this past weekend, and I shared this uh, a couple episodes ago that we were sitting around talking about this woman who's like in her late 70s. And when she was in her early 70s, she committed to this physical transformation of getting strong. And so now in her late 70s, she's strong as heck. She's jacked for somebody almost 80. Like it's incredible. And I was talking to my mom and my sister about it. My sister and I are both in our 40s. My mom's in her early 70s. And there tends to be this sense that it's either too late for people who are especially 50, 60, 70, or it's too hard, right? Like it's not possible for me or weight loss is really what I need. And I think that that stems from a real misunderstanding of why it is so important to be strong and to build muscle. It's not so that you have the the heaviest deadlift in the gym, right? Like it's functional. And I know that that is a big passion for you in what you do and why you work with clients and why you focus a lot on, on building strength and getting stronger. And I would just love to know from your perspective, why do you think that this needs to be such a priority, no matter your age or your gender or or your day to day life? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, it most of the clients that I uh, have worked with in my tenure as a coach, and most of the clients I work with right now, the average age is um, the t- in the low fifties. We have we have seventy year old plus athletes. We have some forty year olds. We have a lot of athletes in their fifties, and people are only getting stronger. It is not too late for anyone at any age, any stage of life. Uh, if you start and and challenge yourself, whatever that looks like right now, you will see progress. Your your body is an adaptation machine. It'll adapt to you sitting on the couch and lounging around. It'll adapt to you doing hard things and going to the gym and challenging your body. And it, it will it'll move in the direction that you push it. So yeah. uh, it's not too late. But yeah, so why is it so important? You want to, you, or mostly you have these abilities, right? Your, your body has these abilities to run and jump and sit on the floor and roll around and, and do these amazing things. And you got to celebrate those abilities. You don't want to lose them. And as you age, those things might get harder or um, be not as easy. And by training, 
whatever that looks like right now for you, you are able to maintain those abilities. Those abilities are a gift and you got to celebrate them. And uh, we, I joke around some of my members where it's like, do you, do you want your kids or your loved ones or your relatives to have to like wipe your butt (laughs) when you're older? Right. Like hopefully not. Right. Right. Like you want to be, you don't want hanging out with, when you're a grandparent, you don't want to hang out with grandparents, be a burden and be like, Oh man, we got to push grandma or grandpa around. Like this is, yeah. This is really boring. You want to be the one who's like first off the high dive, jumping into the pool and everyone else is right. following you. Right. Uh, your your quality of life as you age can only be improved the more that you move your body now. I read something recently that I thought was such a good a good way of capturing how important it is to be strong and build and maintain that strength as you age. And it was essentially saying that your muscle mass is not only your health insurance policy, but it's also your 401k. Yes. Meaning it is going to pay dividends and it is going to be a big part of how successful you are in the aging process as a payoff. But it also is going to be the thing that allows you to get through some of the health things that you face because you have these reserves, because you have this strength, because not when we, we you know, sometimes we think about getting strong as we think of like biceps and quads and whatever. But what we often forget is that you're not just working your biceps and your quads and your hamstrings and your glutes. Your heart is a muscle. Right. And when we get stronger, it's not isolated. It's not, oh, I have strong arms. As you do that, you're strengthening all the muscles in your body. Or the flip side of that is if you're not doing it, all of the muscles in your body are atrophying. And that includes your heart and your lungs and everything else that maybe we don't think of when we think about fitness. Totally. Right. A rising tide raises all ships. Yeah. In that regard. And that's an amazing. Uh, analogy, the the 401k. And I've talked about with members where financially everyone gets it, right? If you if you spend every dollar of your paycheck, right? Paycheck to paycheck, you have no savings. And you understand that at some point down the road, there's going to be a time where you need to fix your car or pay medical bills or, or buy a fun gift or go on vacation. And you won't be able to because right. your account is zero. And fitness and, and your body's abilities is the exact same thing. If you're like oh yeah no I, I I walk I uh I park in the farthest parking spot when I go to Target and I I do those things right like you're basically you're not you're not challenging yourself you're right. you're living paycheck to paycheck fitness wise you're not banking right. any strength or right um, no deposits that are going to be there to pay off when you need them exactly so there might be a time where um you're on vacation and the guy there's a guy telling you to go climb a mountain or like you're you get hit by a bus. So you need to be healthy enough to survive that, and you have a, a bank account of zero. Yeah, help with the things when you need it. I think about there's a somebody that's very close to me and my family, and they had a long hospitalization, unexpected, yeah. and they were in the hospital for almost a year. Oh my gosh! And this person didn't go into the hospital strong and fit, and so they didn't have the reserves. And then when they came out, they had such, they were in such a deficit, right? Because any muscle they had was gone. And sure, they lost a lot of fat mass too, but they had no strength. And when your muscles atrophy, again, it's not just your biceps, it's, it's your heart. And that is why, like, we need to your point, building this, this savings account of muscle, because you just never know. I think about when I was on bed rest with the twins, 
you have to have that reserve. That's a huge part of your ability to withstand any of the storms of life that can impact temporarily or permanently your ability. Totally. It's such a real you're, thing. It's such a real thing. hedging your bets. Exactly. Exactly. You know, one of the questions that comes up a lot, especially when I talk to older clients and older listeners say like past menopause, is it even possible? Can I build muscle at this point? You know, they've heard about sarcopenia and sort of age related changes in muscle mass where you lose a certain percentage of muscle. And honestly, most people are losing far more than that because they're not actively strength training and they're not actively working to preserve and build their reserves. But then there becomes this myth that it's not possible anymore. It's not possible because I'm postmenopausal. It's not possible because I'm older. And I, I mean, I see it all the time. I mean, and th that's one of the gifts of social media is that we have an example for just about any feat you could possibly imagine. And that includes getting strong as hell and building muscle in your 50s and your 60s and your 70s and your 80s and beyond. What is your experience in results that are possible for people who are maybe postmenopausal? Yeah. So that that's um there is some science that it, it is more difficult sure. to see results post menopause and as you age. Yep. Um, the more you do, the more you bank your fitness before menopause, the better off you are, the easier exactly. it is post that, which is uh, a good reason to, to get moving right now. Best day to plant a tree is, is 20 years ago or today. <laughs> right. um, and then, but for the athletes who are uh, later in life and are post menopause, let's say, Speaking from experience, I have a couple athletes who are post-menopause and have averaged um, about 50 pounds extra on their deadlift in the past three years. They, they've wow. added 50 pounds to what they uh, can do for a max deadlift, which is incredible. That's incredible. If you're if you're a 25-year-old and you yeah. see those kind of numbers, that's insane. Yeah. And And these athletes show up four to six times a week. They eat as much protein as they can at, at three meals a day. They are stretching, they are sleeping a lot and they're coming and they're getting their best workout four or six times a week. And um, could it be easier if they were 20 years younger? Yes, but they are not and they are still working hard and they are still seeing massive results that are uh, paying off massively for their, for their fitness, but more importantly, their health and their abilities outside the gym. One of the, I don't have a hard time convincing people that they need to get strong and that they need to get in the gym and that they need to lift weights and they need to challenge themselves. We're not talking about pink dumbbells, right? We're not talking about jazzercise. <laughs> yeah. But the thing that most people then say is, I'm afraid of getting hurt. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, okay, I understand, but because of my age or because of my relative fitness level, I, I don't think I should lift weights or I'm afraid to lift weights because I think I'm going to get hurt. And I would imagine that you've probably heard that before. And you probably also work with a lot of people who maybe don't have that fear or have overcome that fear or as, or they see lifting weights as the antidote to getting hurt. But what do you, what do you think about that for people who, I think about my mom, like she has just a lot of stories around fear of injury. What are your, what are your thoughts on, especially for older individuals, the fear of getting hurt? I completely get it. 
it, it's it's new. It's scary. It's something really physical. The fear is totally warranted, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you see like again on social media or maybe you go to a gym where there's a lot of uh, younger, more experienced athletes and they're throwing around weights that are inconceivable to something you uh, could do or ever want to do. Fear right. makes complete sense. Yeah. Uh, some ways that we tackle that and, and the best advice I have for for newer athletes is two things. The challenge skill sweet spot. Um, proven time and time again in, in psychology and uh, when it comes to like finding the flow state when you're trying to get work done. If what you're doing is too easy, it's boring, it doesn't, cha- doesn't change you, right? It doesn't challenge you, doesn't change you, uh, you won't see results. If it's too difficult, it's horrifying, you're so racked with fear, you can't enjoy it or learn from it uh, and potentially will injure you. But somewhere in the middle there, there's that Goldilocks situation of the, the challenge skill sweet spot, and that's where the magic happens. Uh, it's important to find a, a coach or a leader or a friend or a workout buddy who understands that concept and will help you find that Goldilocks position, that challenge skill sweet spot. Um, and it's best done through a little bit of trial and error. Start out really easy. Yep. Have a couple of, of gym sessions or a couple of workouts where you're like, that was kind of a waste of time. That was really, really easy. And you know you can push the boundaries the next time and the next time. And eventually you'll find that spot where, where you're like, wow, that was really hard, but I'm also really happy I did it. Yeah. Um, it how takes time. Think, how do you think people should measure, not just new folks, but how do you think the average individual who maybe is already weight training should measure improvements in their performance That's or in their a, or in their strength? Yeah, it's it's nice. Like uh, by the numbers, it's nice to keep track of what you're lifting and mm-hmm. uh, how often you're doing it and and how you felt when you were lifting it. Mm-hmm. The the least frustrating way to keep track of what you're doing is to be aware of your effort. Yeah. Uh, and this is also really good for, in terms of like keeping it safe. When you show up to the gym, maybe you're uh, hung over after a three day weekend of partying and going crazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you still showed up. That's awesome. Uh, you should bring your best effort for how you feel that day right now. Maybe it's yeah. a Friday afternoon and you're pumped to be in the gym with your friends and you're amped to get a fun, like uh, Friday afternoon lifting session in, you should bring your best effort there as well. And those might look and feel very different. The numbers, the reps, the, the speed of the workout will be totally different. But as long as you're working as hard as you can in that moment, given the circumstances, you're going to be in a really good spot if you can stack a couple of months, a couple of years of that on top of each other. Yeah, I love that. I I was sharing that one of the things that I do at the start of each of my workouts right now is I do farmer's carries and I do two two minute rounds uh, of like a regular carry, a kettlebell in each hand. And then I do two two minute rounds of like a goblet carry. And for me, one of the ways that I see strength building is when I moved to a heavier weight, right, then it was like, okay, check, I can do a heavier weight, I'm getting stronger. But then with that heavier weight for the first maybe month, I had to break a couple times in my second two minute round. My first one, I could go unbroken. And then my second one, I might have to put them down for 
one or two seconds twice. And then it was, oh, wow, I'm only putting them down for one or two seconds once. And then it was, oh, crap, I just made both two minute rounds without (laughs) dropping them. And it's that like functional assessment. But you're so right that like writing that stuff down is so important because it's easy to forget where you started or where you were a month ago. And that's that's it's one thing to be like, oh, well, I used to bench press this and now I bench press this. But also I don't have to take as many breaks or my breaks are shorter or I'm moving faster or that rate of perceived exertion like that. This used to feel so, so hard and I was just wasted afterwards. And now I feel pretty good. I actually think I could have gone a little harder. That's such a important thing to keep track of. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like um, I'm warming up today with what used to be my my one rep max a month ago. Like, exactly. I'm clearly making progress. And can I say, I love that you do farmer's carries. That's such <laughs> a good movement. That's like the secret sauce. To- Tell me why you think so. Like, because for people listening, uh, they might not know, like, I think I've explained what it is. You essentially have like a weight in each hand and you walk with it. And you, it, why do you think that that's such a good, it's such a simple thing. Why do you think it's such an important thing? Right. Brutally, brutally simple. So awesome. Yeah. You hold a weight in either both hands or one hand and you, you walk around the gym, uh, while you do that. And it's so good, uh, for two big reasons. You're creating, uh, you're building forearm strength. You're, you're holding this heavy weight after a couple of seconds, your hand is like, okay, we can put it down now. This is, this is getting really heavy, right. but yeah, you hold on to it and you build that forearm strength. And even more importantly, your core strength, your yeah. core, the, the muscles around your spine and your torso they are predominantly stabilizing muscles. So we do yeah. crunches, we do candlesticks and V-ups and all that stuff, which is great, but your core is mainly there to uh, resist movement, not create it, but resist it. When you're holding a weight in one or both hands, gravity is trying to fold you in half, right? Like yeah. crumple you to the ground. Yep. And you're resisting that with your core muscles. And when you when you walk, you're adding another whole aspect of uh, mobility that your core has to stabilize against. Yeah. And that is one of, if not the best way to strengthen your core. And it's also incredibly functional in terms of you're carrying in groceries from the store. You're carrying a heavy bucket of stuff around Home Depot. You're going to be doing that in everyday life. You can train for that and make your body so much more durable by doing farmer's carries. And you know what? I don't know if you remember this. Do you, I, this is one of my vivid memories of, of being in Natick and, and working out with you. Do you remember me staying after so many days working on my toes to bar? All the time. <laughs> and, and you, and you, you were making progress with them. You were I working was. so hard. One of the things that I remember was that my, one of my primary limiters was my grip strength. Yeah. That my hands holding the weight of my body would often get tired before my core or like that was kind of what kept me same thing for people with pull-ups like their limiter might not be their back strength it might be their grip strength and we need our grip for so many things not just the carrying groceries but like hey if you need to pull your kid out of something to save them or you need to, I mean, there's just so many things where I don't want to ever feel like I couldn't help myself or somebody else because of my grip. Yeah. Have the dexterity and the strength through your hands 
yeah. to, to do what is required of you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, whether it's like I, I need to pull myself up out of something, I don't ever want to feel like I can't do it because of my grip. And, and that can sometimes be a limiter, even if I have a strong back or I have strong biceps or I have super, super strong legs. If you don't have grip, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> And that's, that's one that gets overlooked so often. Like how many people are intentionally trying to develop their grip strength? Right. And I think um, there are a lot of ways where people can train where grip is neglected. Like a, yep. a lot of machines yep. at the gym, which are, are a great place in my opinion to start, but because of their, their the fact that you're in a seated, padded, well right. thought out situation, oftentimes you're not training in a way that's going to be reflected in your everyday life. Yeah. Absolutely. And one of the things I think a lot of women have a goal and probably not just women, but I hear it from a lot of women that like their dream fitness goal is to be able to do a pull up. Yeah. Right. And and so often they're focused on getting that strong back or getting those strong shoulders or, you know, losing the weight. And then they realize that their grip fails them. Yeah. Right. That, that's <laughs> half the equation in the in the pull up is, is what your form is doing. Right. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I love that. And the farmer's carry is one way that I see my strength getting so much better. And especially for, for moms, whether you have a future of having children or you've had children in the past or you're somewhere in the middle, that core strength, oh man, it just cannot, please don't ever, anybody listening here, please don't ever think that your core strength is about sit-ups. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, don't exactly. you think that's such a misnomer? <laughs> like that is so, that is just so short-sighted. Right. Like crunches are not going to, are, are great, but they're not going to take you to where you want to go. When you have a, a baby carrier in one hand and a toddler on your hip on the other side. Absolutely. Like, you, you need to be doing stuff like farmer's carries to prepare for that exact situation. Absolutely. And to feel like you're not wasted by carrying your own kid or, or what has been my life is carrying two two car seats, you know, having yeah. a baby on my back and carrying two car seats with, you know, two 25 pound babies in the, in That's the car seats. Crazy. Thank I goodness mean, you do farmer's carries. That's right? crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. That's have awesome. To. If you have twins, you're going to be doing them anyway, whether you know it or not. That's for <laughs> yeah. So, okay. The fear is one thing and you kind of addressed that. A lot of people wonder, can I do this by myself or do I need a trainer? Do I need a coach? What do you, what's your advice here? Yeah, I am obviously super biased as this is what I, what I do. <laughs> um, I, uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. Yeah. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah. And I think you can, you're moving your body. There's tons of information out there. There's, there's a lot you can get through on your own. Yep. Where having a coach or a trainer or at least a workout buddy, like rope in your spouse or your neighbor to, with you, having someone else there uh, exponentially increases the accountability in the situation, which means you're going to stick with it. Discipline is one thing. That's great. But accountability is a whole nother uh, energy source. We say that a uh, ounce of accountability is worth a pound of discipline, meaning like you, oh, you yeah. might not want to. You might not want to do it or show up or you're you're tired or you're done with it. But if your friend is out there waiting for you or the trainer shows up to work with you, guess what? You're going to do it. You have that accountability where your discipline might fail you. Accountability takes over. Um, 
having eyeballs on you, having guidance to help you with blind spots, having feedback is huge. If I'm, I'm big in the entrepreneurial and the, the business and the self-development space, I'm trying to improve myself there time and time again. Feedback is yeah. the, the the unlock to make the to level up to make changes. Having feedback is such a valuable resource when you're trying to do something new or, or make improvements. So yes, it's possible to do stuff alone, uh, but keep in mind if it was if information was all you needed, you can find information on Google and YouTube. If information is all we needed, we would all be millionaires with six packs. Right. There's more than just information. You need, like I said, the accountability and the feedback and the environment of growth that can be specified uh, to what your needs are at the current moment. And, you know, I think there's obviously a lot of people who feel like they can't afford a trainer or a coach. And, and obviously every circumstance is different. I'll generalize with this perspective. We all invest in something, right? Whether we are investing in cable television or we are investing in getting our nails done, or we're investing in coloring our hair, or we're investing in you know, going out to eat, whatever it is. We all have something. Investing in Amazon packages that come twice or three times a week. <laughs> yeah. My sense is, and, and I don't probably think I had this perspective 10 years ago, but it certainly has been something that has developed in me as I've gotten older and as I've had kids. There is nothing more valuable that I could possibly invest in than my physical health. Yeah. Because yeah, like I, I could, I could have an investment property, which I do. Right. But if, if I've, if I'm given the choice, take this money and invest in property or take this money and invest in a vacation, the highest return will come when I invest in getting stronger and healthier because then I am more productive, then I am happier, then I am more functional, then I am more creative. My brain works better. All of these different things, the return just doesn't get higher than when you invest in your health. Yeah, exactly. Right. And if you think like um, a fitness program is expensive, try looking at the price tag of a doctor yeah. or of, of type two diabetes medication. Right. There are far more expensive things. And and like you said, there's no greater return than taking care of yourself and improving your abilities and your the clarity of your mind. Uh, yeah. Your bank account might be full, but if you're laying in a hospital bed, that bank account does not matter to you at all at that moment. Yeah, exactly. And I, I've been there with illnesses with kids and not only is it extremely expensive, it changes everything in your life. It impacts everything. There is just nothing that is more valuable than our health. I mean, absolutely nothing. Question for you. I know you mentioned that you have this intro to fitness cohort coming up. Can you talk about like what that is and who it's for? Because I think that there's going to be a lot of people listening that get very excited about that. Yeah. Oh, I'm super excited to talk about it. So um, quick details. First, starting November 6th, which is a Monday, we're doing a six-week intro to fitness cohort. And what that means is there's going to be 10 of us, 10 people plus me. We're going to go from um, basically starting out at fitness and finish uh, with some confidence and some abilities and some information and the power to continue our fitness journey from there. 
We're going to learn a bunch of physical skills, terminology, what goes into good routines outside of the gym. It's um, video-based. There's some live Zoom meetings every week to keep us accountable and to, to check our progress. And it is there to take someone who's been off from fitness for a while or just starting out and improve, not only physically improve their strength, flexibility, and balance, but more so importantly, improve their confidence in what their body can do and allow them to continue their fitness journey uh, with that, all that information and all that confidence. What I've realized running this virtual uh, gym that I do, there are tons of people who want to work out, but there's a huge barrier to, to knowing where to start, right? Like yeah. they, they understand, like you said before, people understand they should work out. That makes sense. Cool. What do I do? Where, where do I go? Who do I talk to? How much is too much to pay? Do I need to do it with somebody? What's, what shoes do I need to buy to do that? There's so many questions. Yeah. And I have worked really hard being, I'm, I'm a, a expert in the space, but I try not to forget what it's like to be that complete beginner. Yeah. Uh, like I was working with you eight years ago. I, I, I'm a coach who's been doing it for, for a decade, but yet I still interact with, with beginners. You weren't a beginner, but there other people were beginners. Yep. Um, it's important to always keep in mind their viewpoint. And I, I try to seek out situations where I'm a beginner at something like learning to play guitar, learning to play drums. So I understand that, that scary, that, that fear, the, the knowing nothing. And where do you go from there? So I've taken a decade and a half of information. I've tried to cram it and boil it and, and refine it down into the six week course uh, starts November 6th. We're going to do um, based on how this one goes, we'll do a few more after that, but it's there to take people who are new to fitness and give them everything they need to take control of their fitness journey afterwards. And is this going to be, is this going to be just learning or is this going to be learning and moving in a virtual Ooh. format? Yes. Great question. It is. Uh, so there are five meetings per week. Four of them are videos. One of them is live. All of them include moving. Okay. Uh, following along, it's super educational, but the best way to learn stuff like this is to to watch and then move yourself. So it is uh, completely interactive. Follow along, uh, learn as you go. And for the for the four that are not live, people can do them at, on their own time. Like they don't have to do it at eight a.m. on a Tuesday, or like they can do it kind of when it works for them. Yes, one hundred percent on demand and. For this first cohort, the uh, the the one live one is going to be on Thursday nights, mm -hmm. Thursday uh, evenings. It'll be recorded, so in the event you can't Perfect. make one of them, the recording will be there, uh, so you won't miss anything there. But we will, in the future, do other cohorts with different live meeting times, so that's more available to people with different schedules. So this is for people who are either new to fitness or getting back into it after being away for a while. Yes. Yes. And it's uh, what I've seen time and time again is when you start out, you're, you're a baby deer in terms of, you know, nothing. <laughs> and that's, that's a crappy place to be, right? Like it's scary. Your, your eyes are wide open. Um, it, it's, you're, you're working against a disadvantage when you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and also whether you're just getting back to it or you haven't done it before, your body needs time to adapt. So the, yeah. the six week time frame was actually very specific, very intentional and it starts out week one is very easy 
in terms of uh, the demand on your body. We, we know you might be coming off the couch or maybe this is your first time doing something this strenuous. So we ease into it through week one. We get a little bit harder in week two, and then you hit the ground running in week three. And that's super intentional because not only do you have a lot to learn that we go over re- repetitively so you, you have it nailed after six weeks, but we make sure your body has time to adapt to the new challenges. Do you have to have a gym membership to do this or do you have to have equipment like a home gym? Yeah, great question. No equipment required whatsoever. As long as you have a chair or somewhere to sit, somewhere sturdy enough to sit in and some uh, external object that has a little bit of weight to it. So if not a dumbbell, a water bottle or like a jug of milk from from the convenience store down the street, a a chair and a place to to sit and a uh, weight, that's all you need to follow along. And even at that, those things are luxuries, not necessities. It can be done uh, as long as it's you in your living room with yeah. an internet connection. That's that's literally all you need. That's awesome. That's awesome. How can people connect with you to see if you have spots available, be one of the 10 people that's a part of this? What's the best way for them to to join you for this? Yeah. The, one of the first 10, the, uh, the initial 10, uh, the cohort, super cool. You can go to our link in bio on Instagram. Okay. Jim Bungers uh, on Instagram, link in bio, or head to our website, jimbungers.com, and look for the tab Intro to Fitness. Intro to Fitness. All right. And I'll link all of that right in the show description so you don't have to worry about searching on Instagram. You can just click the link in the show description, or you can always message me and I can get you in touch with Morgan because he's my buddy and I can point you in the yeah. right direction. <laughs> I in appreciate addition it. to this, though, there might be some people listening who maybe they don't fall into the category of beginner or they don't fall into the category of getting back into fitness, but they've been, you know, lifting regularly. I want people to know what you do with Jim Bungers because I think that it is such an incredible resource. And when you and I last talked about it, you were talking about how not only do you have, do you have a passion for keeping people moving and getting people into the best hour of their day with, you know, strength building and, and endurance building, but you were talking about, you know, there's a lot of people who either can't afford a full gym membership or they don't. And of the time in their day, they might have, you know, 45 or 60 minutes, but they don't have the time to drive to the gym, to park, to walk in, to warm up, to work out, to get back to their car, to drive all the way home. And so you have like virtual options beyond this, this intro to fitness that you work with people regularly in the coaching capacity for virtual training. Yes. I, I, my, my life's purpose, my why is to, to help people get moving, to celebrate their abilities. Um, accessibility is a big part of that. So this intro to fitness is to help you break through that, uh, information barrier, access the information. But my, my full time, my, my main thing is Jim Bungers, which is a virtual functional fitness gym. We have live and recorded classes and it's 45 minutes of uh, if you come to the live class, it's you and me hanging out with a, a small group of people. We're going through a warm up. We're talking about a workout. We're doing a practice round, and you're hitting that workout while I cheer you on and correct your form uh, the whole way. And and as as you said, 45 minutes from your basement, you could sign on five minutes late. You could leave five minutes early. It right. is a much easier task than getting in your car, driving for 20 minutes, just going to the hour class, coming back, like all that stuff. Um, we're making it easier in terms of time. It's more affordable in terms of budget, and it is the same, if not better, than what you would get going to a physical place. You you are uh, enjoying the convenience of home while having the coaching 
and the group and the accountability and the positive energy and the enjoyment that comes with doing fitness together. You know, my last question for you, and we could have started with this because it's such an important one. You said that it's a functional fitness gym. What does functional fitness mean to somebody who maybe hasn't heard that term before? Yeah. Oh my gosh. This has been my, uh, my driving thoughts for the past three days. So I'm so happy that you, uh, <laughs> you asked that I've been working on this, this answer. So on paper, functional fitness, the, the like not super fun answer is, uh, it's movement patterns that your body was meant to do. So you have hips that close and open, you have uh, arms that reach up tall and, and reach down your, you can chop, jump on the floor and get up. You can climb up a, a ladder. Those are functional movements that we use to train in our gym movement patterns your body was meant to do um so free weight stuff body weight stuff cardio machines jump ropes and burpees and box jumps um dumbbells if you have them barbells if you have them med balls uh you're moving your body through big ranges of motion you're moving your body through space you're tossing some weights around um and you're doing so uh as intense as you want to at that given moment mm-hmm. um the the more sexy answer that i've been working on while driving in the past few days is we all have identities outside the gym, right? You are a parent, a spouse. You are the VP of special operations at your job. Like you are a neighbor. You are all these amazing things. And what we do at Jim Bungers helps you function at those really important identities. Mm-hmm. I want you to be the best parent, be the best spouse, the best neighbor, the best manager you can be. And by working out and doing these hard workouts together, you are physically and mentally that much better and that much more ready to do the things that really matter. So we're helping you function in your life with these uh, fun to do workouts. And they're all entirely scalable based on ability, right? Like you might work with somebody who is squatting with barbells and who's doing burpees and box jumps and uh, in the same hour be working with somebody who's doing a body weight squat to a chair and who is pressing a, a two and a half pound weight over their head. Yes, exactly. My what One of my specialties, I'll, I'll say something I've really honed, is everyone is doing their best version of the same workout. And for mm-hmm. some people, it's uh, at, at a fully stocked gym with heavy weights and high heart rates and lots of sweat. And for some people, it's um, to the sofa in their living room as right. I talk them through every rep. And yeah. it's the same workout and everyone's bringing the same effort, right? Everyone's working as hard as they can at that moment. Uh, it looks a little bit different, but there are no limitations in terms of ability, in terms of equipment, as long as you show up and you're interested in in challenging yourself a little bit, we are able to facilitate your best workout. I love this. I'm so excited that you're doing an intro to fitness for those that are kind of in that phase of life. Maybe they were very active at some previous point in life and they're trying to get back into it after time away or after babies or after surgeries or challenges in their life. But you also serve people at all levels of their fitness at the highest levels, at the lowest levels, getting back started. And I can tell you from my own experience, anybody listening to this, I do not know of a better coach from the standpoint of, I mean, I say that genuinely, like I don't, I, I don't have any dog in this fight. I'm not like, I don't get paid if people join gym bunkers or anything like that. 
I can just say from my own experience, I, I started working with a trainer when I was about seven years old um, because I was overweight and my mom wanted me to lose weight. And I worked out with this guy named Ted, great guy. And I, I <laughs> worked with a trainer almost in every season of my life. And I'm in my forties now. Um, and your ability to improve people's movement patterns and and critique their form and make them move more efficiently and we move more efficiently we we get better and we get stronger and we avoid injury but also just you're you're genuinely an encourager like you're a supportive guy i think everybody either has an image in their head of a trainer who's a little bit of a dick or they've experienced somebody <laughs> who's maybe like judgmental or thinks that they're better than because they're fitter than you or whatever and and there's just none of that with Morgan. He is just so he just celebrates everybody where they're at and really wants to just help you get where you want to go in the in the way that aligns with the journey that you're on. So, I mean, there's there's nobody that gets higher praise in that regard from me than than you, Morgan. Oh, Elizabeth, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. I'm so excited. I want to hear everything about the intro to fitness. Like, I want to hear everything. I want to know how it went. I want to know all the details. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you're part of it, I want you to tell me. I want to celebrate the hell out of you. If you start <laughs> working out with Morgan in his regular business and, and those workouts, I want to hear about it. Like, I just... I wish I lived near you so that I could work out with you every single day because I just miss that presence of yours. And uh, I think that you're just the best of the best. So guys, I will link Morgan uh, in the show description. I'll show you all the ways that you can get in touch with him. If you have any questions about it, reach out to him on Instagram. You'll find the way to do that in the show description, or you can reach out to me and I can help you get in touch with Morgan. But he is the real deal. And we all need to be focused on getting stronger as we get older. There is no time to waste and no reason to wait. No matter where we're at physically, there is something that we can do. Uh, and partnering with Morgan would be a really, 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 really good decision. The best day to start is now. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much, Morgan. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate it so much. Thank you.